This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com and anthony. it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdcasterMike, at CurseySmurfErica, and of course, at NerdcastRadio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to a nerd show. Nerd Podcast Radio. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. Today, I'm your host, the Cursey Smurf, Erica, and I have Mikey, special Mikey. Are you, are you <laughs> hey, going to chime in or what? So I'm waiting for to be told, to be told, hey, what's up? So, but, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and we have a super vegan, Brian. I am your co-host this morning. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You couldn't overlook it. <laughs> so, wait, if she's a hearse, does that mean she's like the hearse driver? Yes. Yeah, yes, since this is a Macbeth episode, yes. Oh, we're both Paul Bear. <laughs> so today we are attempting to talk about our cursed episode. Yes, the episode we have been trying to uh, get to for for months now. Today we're going to talk about the X Files. But first, but first we got to play everybody's favorite game. Uh, are you guys hosting? Is that the? <laughs> we're doing the. Like we're doing the thing. Computing. We're doing the co-host jobs. We did it perfect. Okay. All right. Yeah, you did the topic, and then Mike and I said, "But first, and then Mikey jumped in with the thing. You always jump in with the thing. Mikey not always hosting. says, "But first," and so I was about to say, "But first," and then figured you guys would jump in, and then next thing I know, you said, "But first," and then Mikey finished it. That's all Mikey. I'm how often does it change up? It's surprising. Almost isn't it? every episode. Yeah, it's it's it it. The host has to be on his toes. Yeah, or her toes. I mean, I mean, haven't you realized that's how Brian gets me to wake up every episode? I did not. No. <laughs> yeah. so All right. Take two. <laughs> take two. So today we're going to be talking about the X Files, but first. No, everybody's gun shy. <laughs> I was waiting for you, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was like, okay, Brian's going to get in here, and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, third time's a charm, Erica. All right. Today we're going to be talking <laughs> about the X Files, but first. But first, we got to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You? Brian, how do we play that? <laughs> Best episode ever. The three of us get together and talk about the nerdiest stuff we did this week. And um, then we, killed him. you know, we, we share these nerdy things and then and then we use the widgets to vote. Mike Myler gave us those widgets, and we hand them out to the winner of the person who had the nerdiest thing. Poor Brian. That was the best one ever. <laughs> but guess what, Mikey? Since I'm host, you get to go first. <gasps> For Rizzle? For Rizzle. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited about this. Okay. So, we went to Disneyland, and I got a hat. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I what kind of hat was it? It was the greatest hat of all kind. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. I mean, I got a hat, but that's not my nerdy thing. <laughs> uh, no, my nerdy thing this week has been uh, me doing a mad scramble between yard work and work and other household necessities to get uh, game notes ready and a couple last loose ends ready for my Pathfinder game that is happening tonight. Can I ask what kind of yard work there is to do in California? I build a retaining wall, build block planters, build a fence, put up a shed, uh, till the ground to put in grass seed, and also then debate with everybody else in your house about putting sod in over seed. And or astroturf. Or astroturf. <laughs> uh, plant trees, get wood chips in, and build block steps alongside the retaining wall. Okay, I get the retaining wall, but you know the grass is going to die. Nah, I have sprinklers, sprinklers installed. 
Yeah, but I thought you guys are like on some sort of drought situation. It's actually been alleviated a lot. Plus, we're not watering the the entire front yard is non is a drought resistant, so it only gets watered like once a week, and it flourishes all all year round. And then the backyard, we're actually going to be doing not that much grass. They don't have a huge amount of square footage. Oh. Like we have a we have a big backyard, but it's not like an acre. We have enough of a yard where maintaining a grass yard wouldn't be very pressing. Plus, the, we're looking at grasses that are that don't need a ton of water that they've like been bred for droughts, uh, drought areas. Okay, okay, that sounds smart. I like it. All right, so the most important thing was the Pathfinder thing. Continue. Yes, um, yeah, just getting a couple stat, like finishing up some stat blocks. I've been making item cards. I believe I mentioned this last week for items and to give out to my players. Because I'm tired of having a certain player ask me about what the da- the extra damage his blight dagger does, so that's what I've been doing. But I, I, I okay, guys, I do have a question. On, the, on top of that, I did go to Disneyland yesterday and I did get a hat. I, I, I did. It felt Stop. wrong for a lot. You should have just left Wait. that as an nerdy thing. I think you would have won. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, oh, you would I not wanted, win. No, mine's the best. On on principle, uh, like even if yours it wasn't the best, Erica. On principle, I know you wouldn't have voted. <laughs> but um. Uh, That's also, not true. I'm the one of the people that supports your hat addiction. Oh, I take I that back. Because I also love hats. That's hat. true. That's true. Oh, I take that back. Yeah, next time I do get a hat, I'm definitely making that my thing. <laughs> but I'm I did get one other. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also did get one other thing that was really cool. I got. I found a car magnet that says, "I just did. I I just finished the Castle Run in 12 parsecs." Ah. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I saw somebody with a, and I have to find it now. They had a um, a car decal on their window that was the Impala from Supernatural, and it said "Driver picks the music and shotgun shuts his cake hole." Oh and I my was like, god! Oh my god! I want that so bad. That is amazing. So. Uh, we we plan on getting Katie a van in March, uh, a large van, and she wants a stick figure family in the back, but she wants it to be one of those ones where like they're being eaten or blown up. And so I told her I wanted to get one with a drag with a dragon s- saying that your stick figure family was tasty with ketchup. Yep, <laughs> I love it. Love it. Uh, All right, Brian, it's your turn. Um, so mine is karaoke related again. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Okay. Um, I did a new song for the first time. Uh, Ooh, what'd you do? Other Side by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? And the nerdy part of this is I was really nervous. (laughs) So I'm at the bar with Heather and I'm like, I need to go over this song a little bit. So I went outside and listened to the song on YouTube and then obsessed over every single line with the lyrics up, trying to make sure I had the tonation right. As only somebody who truly loves karaoke would. Agreed. It, you know, I'm it's so funny how many you. times I go to karaoke and there's someone sitting at the bar with headphones on, looking at their phone, mouthing the words to their song. That's I don't care who you are. That's dedication in it. Yeah, it, it, there's it always someone doing that. But, but yeah, um, honestly, I always just pick songs that I could sing a cappella. Like I know them like in my fucking sleep. Maybe See, I need to branch out more. That's what I do. That's what I try to get the song down so I can hit the pitch right. But there are like three different pitches you can do that song right with, and it was hard to find the right one for my range. It because you either go too high or too low. And you mean you couldn't find which octave you needed to be in? No, not octave. Just this right sound of my. I don't know how to word it right because I have to get my voice. Because when I sing, I sing with several different voices. I I and I get my throat and my 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 whole sound in the right place. You know, I don't know music. I never did choir or anything like that. There's, it's just when I sing, I do a different thing. Are you thing talking with my about parts. moving between your head voice and your chest voice? Yeah. Okay. I if that's, I think that might be what it is. Because I, you know, okay. when I sing, I'm trying to find the right way to sing it, or else it sounds, it either sounds wrong or I have trouble maintaining the song through the whole thing. Yeah, sometimes, depending on the song, you actually have to switch back and forth between the two voices. Because when when you're talking about singing somebody else's song, you're talking about karaoke, there's different ways to do it. If you, if whoever's range you're singing is in your range, 
that's great. But sometimes, you know, there because there are specific notes in people's ranges that they just can't hit. Like they can hit the one below it, they can hit the one above it, but they can't hit the one in the middle. And that's just how our voices are. That's not a defect of anybody or anything like that. That's just how voices are. See. So to compensate, you can do a few different things. You can move between your head voice and your chest voice, or you can move the entire octave of what you were singing, which doesn't change the song. It just changed what range that you're singing in. So. I don't think I just have my head voice and chest voice. <clears throat> I think I have different head voices. Like I have one that comes from the mask that like comes from my nose and eyes. And then I have another one that comes more from my throat. And then one that comes from different parts of my throat. Then I have my voice that comes from my chest or my voice that comes from my um, diaphragm, like lower. Is that wrong? You're just talking about different different areas of where you're projecting from. Yeah, you only have a head voice or a chest voice. Oh, okay. So. I am being given gifts. Let's see. Heather's brought me. Oh, my God. What did she bring you? So, since I've been here in Portland, I have taken the superfluous of Super Vegan Brian to the next level, and I started eating fish again. No way. Um, well, yeah, mostly because it's economic. You know, because if we that. buy, you know, when we make dinner, it's like you don't make two different meals. So, so when we introduce you, do we have to start calling you superfluous, Brian? No, super vegan fi Brian's fine. I don't mind being a hypocrite mm -hmm. or anything. I don't care if I get some <laughs> criticism. But Heather just gave me a decaf, a decaf um, latte and a lox bagel with vegan cream cheese because I still don't eat dairy. And it's gluten-free bagel. Nice. So it's got like lox and capers and vegan cream cheese on it. And it looks amazing. Speaking oh. of salmon, I made salmon for the first time two days ago How'd because I don't like salmon. Like, I'm trying to make myself eat things I don't like. Like, I'm trying to develop a taste for them. Um, It was okay. Like, I think it, I like when fish is really flaky, but I followed the instructions because I just bought, like, a pre-seasoned like seasoned thing. Like, they have at Kroger's to where you basically take the lid off and you pop it in the oven. And I did that. And I just don't think that, I think I'm one of those people that likes my fish dry. So, because it was like on top, it was really good. But then like, as it got like further down, it was too, I don't want to say slimy. It wasn't slimy. It was just like, I don't know. I don't know how to oh, someone has Michael. Phone mm. Sorry. Michael. I didn't silence my phone. And I, I have this thing where my phone automatically goes on do not disturb during the podcast. Yeah, I normally do remember silence my phone. I just didn't that time. And I was about to say something right when it went off. I was like, well, huh, damn it. Erica came out pretty confident saying that she was going to win. So I want to know what her nerdy thing is. Yeah. Oh, you're going to love this. No. Okay, so I have to have an honorable mention for Amelia. It has nothing to do with me, so don't put this in voting. So Amelia comes to me yesterday and uh, yesterday or the day before, maybe the day, be day before. And she's like, mom, have you heard the song wonder? And I'm thinking this is like, like some new song on the radio or something. I'm like, no, honey, I don't think I have. She's like, I want to share it with you. I'm like, okay, okay. Later, later. And I, I am getting the baby ready for bed and she's singing and she's singing Natalie Merchant's song, Wonder. And I'm like, where did you... I mean, I listened to Natalie Merchant. And I was like, where did you hear this? And she's like, oh, my teacher uh, shared the song with us today. Isn't it great, Mom? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Why did your teacher share the song she goes well we're singing we're reading a book called wonder and i was like oh okay and he also taught us about mr t he had a bunch of gold chains he wore around his neck and he would say funny things and then he also taught us about this really smart kid who was like 16 and became a doctor and i was like dookie hauser and she's like no. yeah and i'm like i don't know who this teacher is but he's my favorite teacher so far, fifth grade is working out great. He's teaching her all the things that she actually needs to know. Eighties <laughs> and nineties. Oh. <laughs> oh my! Oh my gosh! Actually, if you know his name, his name is 
Pern Hagen. He's a, I was, I, when I met him, I mean, he is about my age, but I never like, like put two and two together that he was going to be cool, but apparently he's fucking cool. So that's honorable mention. Here is my nerdy thing, guys. You're going to love this. So I was playing Pokemon Go this week. And there is a new mythical quest. So the mythical quest is like an eight-stage thing that you have to do. And each stage, it, it assigns you three different things that you have to do. One of the things was um, adding Pokemon Go friends. You had to add three new friends. Well, everybody that I knew in the area, plus Mike, because he's out. He, yeah. he signed up to be my friend, too. Like, We're I had buddies. 11 Pokemon Go friends. And I was like, I don't know anybody else that plays. So I threw it on Twitter. Um, and I now have 18 friends. And guess where half of those friends are from? Where? People that listen to our podcast. Oh, are you kidding? No, no. I've got friends from New Jersey and Arizona and Louisiana and Florida. All these places that these that they just listen to our podcast. And because I threw it on Twitter and apparently they follow me on Twitter, they added me. So you're finding out about the fans we didn't know about? Yes. I'm finding out the fans we didn't know about. Which, by oh the way, thank God. you guys. Thank you. Wow. Oh, that is the best. I'm so happy about that. Yep. Yep. And a uh, special shout out, Brent Bowser. I think he sh- retweeted my tweet. So a lot of his friends from the Cincinnati area added me as well. But yeah, no, uh, we have we have fans that listen and follow me on Twitter and are now my Pokemon Go friends. So yay! Oh, that makes me feel so good. I know. Oh, er- oh. No, I win, right? I, you're getting all my widgets. <laughs> I'm no going to give myself one and Erica gets the rest. Because I, I, I am proud of my nerdy thing. But that's that's pretty damn cool. And, you know, you your nerdy thing networked with listeners so wow yeah so yeah erica gets the widgets you get the widget to michael and one widget to brain oh that's so great i came in second suck it michael (laughs) (laughs) that's fine i just did game prep that's fine i will oh i will say though did you have you you know i finished my field research for for my eight days and a wild encounter showed up, and you know what I got? Hmm. Raikou. Oh, yeah, I have three Raikous. That's the first one I ever saw. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I was so excited. Like, I was so, like, because I normally play, like, my big time to play is whenever I am I'm first get off work in the middle of the night, and I, I have three stops in my parking lot at work and oh. a gym down the road. So I will walk my parking lot for, like, 30 minutes and do some catches and get in my, and do some Pokestops. And then some nights, if I'm able, if I, if I don't, do the parking lot too much i'll go to the gym that's down the block and fight for like maybe 20 minutes i haven't fired up the game in a long time i need to i haven't fired up the game in a long time i i mean since it like came out i played for a while and then i didn't because at the time my phone didn't hold battery charge i should head over to downtown portland and see what it's like there Oh, I'm sure there's a bunch of stops. I will tell you, um, a friend of mine, Alan, at work, and I play every day because we don't smoke or anything, um, but we need breaks. Like, you literally can't sit, sit like, for for eight hours straight. Like, it's just, it's your legs go numb, and it's just so unhealthy for you. So, uh, luckily, where I work, they're all about health, and so they want you to get up and move every so often. So, Alan and I will take, like, 15-minute walks uh, about twice a day, and where I work, we have one, two, three Pokestops and two gyms within, a like, in a walking distance. We can do, like, a loop. So, we play every single day. That is really great. Fun. That is really great. And Alan, because we play every single day together, he is my ultra friend. <laughs> nice. Pokemon Go, the new reason for a smoke break. That's yeah, right. that's what I was about to say. I was about to be like, take that, smokers. That's right. I don't even, I'm doing something healthy and nerdy. Like, I win. That's the best. Oh, I love it. Um, How many shiny Eevees did you get? Uh, ten. I got four. Yeah, I that's got ten. I didn't ten. play a lot during community day. But here's the problem. Uh Uh-oh. 
I'm trying to get a shiny Umbreon. So I got 10, thinking that I'd be able to get one for each evolution and that's currently out, and then save the additional ones for when the new gen comes out. Uh-oh. Well, it's really fucking hard to get an Umbreon, the shiny Umbreon. I don't know why, but it is. Because I have tried... So you have to walk your EV. 10 kilometers and get two candy like that's the minimum yeah i've done that twice once i made the mistake of switching him out after i got the 10 kilometers to start working on the next one before i evolved him which apparently resets it so Mm -hmm. i got a um vaporeon a shiny vaporeon which i already had one so whatever um that's what i got and then i tried again and I did it at 8 o'clock at night, which I thought was at night because, like, on my Pokemon screen, it looked like nighttime. And then I evolved it then. And I got a shiny Espeon because apparently my phone thought it was nighttime or it was daytime still. Aww. So then I tried it again um, with another Eevee that I had walked five kilometers and then switched out and then switched back and walked another five kilometers. But it wiped it out. But it wiped it out because I had switched out. You have, to, you have to walk 10 kilometers straight before you evolve it. And it has to be at nighttime. So I waited till like 1030 at night to evolve it thinking, no way my phone's going to think it's still daytime. And when I evolved it, I got a shiny Jolteon. I'm like, what the actual fuck? So then I went through and I combed every, every single web page I can find that said how to get a shiny Umbreon. And so I am at, let me see, I'm at eight kilometers walked with my buddy and I'm going to power it up all the way and I'm going to walk 20 motherfucking kilometers to make sure that there is no issue. And then I'm waiting till midnight and I'm going to fucking evolve it because if it doesn't work this time, I'm done. This is (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a shiny uh, Vaporeon, and I like it. Even It's purple, and I like it. <laughs> I know. I named mine Purple Nurple. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I only name a th- I've only named like a couple of my of my Pokemon. Like uh, I named oh I just evolved my Cyndaquil all the way up to a Typhlosion. Oh, I just did too. I haven't named it yet though. I named because Cyndaquil was my starter when I first did uh, so, uh, Silver, and so I named him Zippo after my after my Silver uh, after my Silver uh, Cyndaquil, and then I have a Hoot Hoot I named Horus. And then I, I have named my, I named my Hoot Hoot Errol. Aw. Um I had when I first started playing, we still had my my foster son Joey, and he wanted to try it, and he caught my first Charmander for me, and so I named Aww. my first Charmander Joey, and I just evolved it to a Charizard. Oh, how cool! I don't have a Charizard yet. I do have a Don fan, and this is hilarious. I have a Don fan that I named Don Corleone. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is so great. Oh man. And oh. then I have a Flareon I named Burning Down the House. <laughs> I learned Flamethrower and Mom didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and then I mean I, well, have I, so I laughed many at your I names. laughed at your muse name. What was your muse name? I remember laughing at it. Space Kitty? Yes. So, Space Kitty. Uh, hey guys. We're X-Files? not talking about Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll say Pokemon Go for a whole episode because it sounds like we could do a whole episode. Brian, I need you to re-download Pokemon Go, get back into it, and we'll do a whole episode of Pokemon Go. Okay. But we are talking about the X-Files today. The X-Files is an iconic sci-fi show that hit in the 90s. I think it was 93. Uh, so far, it's run for 11 seasons, including the new reboot seasons. And uh, everybody knows the theme song. Like, I, it's, it's part of, like, pop culture. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, I have a funny thing about the X-Files theme song. What? So, um, podcast listeners know about my cat, Momo. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when I first got Momo, I was watching a lot of the X-Files on... I was doing a rewatch of the X-Files on Hulu. And... 
I noticed that every time a new episode started, she would meow at me and jump on my lap. So I started whistling the X-Files theme and she would immediately come. And she still does. She, she oh. responds very well to the X-Files theme. That is the best. I That's love that. Horrible. Yeah, so X-Files is really important to me and Momo. And Momo is being really good during the podcast. She, is, she came on the desk once and I took her off. There was a little murp sound earlier. And now she is sitting on the cat tree just watching me play podcasting and watching Heather play um, Diablo 3. Okay. So so let's get this kicked off. Oh, also a few uh, a few notes uh, in case everybody doesn't know. Um, X-Files was created by Chris Carter. And apparently Chris Carter came up with the idea for X-Files when he read a report saying 3.7 million people have claimed to be abducted by aliens. I didn't know that's why the show started. But I'm super happy that it did start. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So, and it was in it was inspired by shows like Kolchak, the Night Stalker, Twin Peaks. Um, Twin Peaks was a big influence on the X Files, and they they even did a Twin Peaksy episode of the X Files. Um, Which episode oh, is that? It's the it's the one where the teens are abducted by aliens, and then the scarier alien shows up and goes after the aliens, and the aliens are actually Air Force personnel pretending to be aliens. Oh, that. Right, Jose that, something. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what is the name of that ep- episode? I'll, I'll find it. Um, keep talking. I'm gonna mute and then I'll chime in. And well, first I wanted to talk about like our, our first introductions to the X Files. Um, I have a pretty fun one, but Michael, since I'm the host, I don't go first. What was yours? My first episode was actually the episode with the Fiji mermaid. Okay. What episode was that? It's what, the what one happened? in it. Uh, it was so long ago since I've seen this one. I haven't rewatched this episode either. Is I was I was flipping through channels as a little kid and it was on and I was like watching and I, I sit there and at first I I saw because it, it was if I remember it was a sideshow like a like a freak show that and people were were showing up dead and they. And like the ways they were pat, they were dying. It was next to a lake that was all the signs that pointed to uh, a Fiji mermaid. And of course, Mulder was like, "Oh, it's this." And Scully was like, "It could be anything." Oh, that's r- I remember that. Okay. The one thing I remember the most about it is that the tattooed man ate the Fiji mermaid, and they're like, "What's wrong with him?" He goes, "Oh, must be something I ate." <laughs> oh, I remember that episode now because that tattooed man was on a lot of different shows around the same time. Yeah, he also for for a, for a while held the Guinness Book of World Records for most tattoos. Yeah, he had like the puzzle tattooed all over him. Yeah, yeah. And, and so and by like the Human Enigma or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, and that's that was the first episode I ever saw of the X Files, and I remember thinking, and this I was a fairly little kid when I saw it. And so I remember thinking like the show. Oh yeah. It it freaked me. Like it freaked me out. But at the same time I kept coming back because I was curious. So that was my first exposure. All right. What about you, Bri? Um, I'm going to go with the one I mentioned. um, Jose Chung's from outer space. Because it was first. That not my first episode, but my favorite. That's what we're talking about. Oh, we're talking about first. Sorry. I was, I was experience as usual. The producer of the show doesn't paying attention to what's going on. Um, <laughs> my first experience with the X Files was Squeeze. Okay, which one was that? That's the one with the guy who has to eat livers and can squeeze through. Oh yeah, through. that's like that's in season one. Yeah, Tombs oh, wow. and he and Tombs is in two episodes and they're they're both really really good. Um, the second episode where he shows up when they put him on trial, um, it's the first appearance of Skinner. That's right. It is. It is. All right. Nice. Yeah. The, um, I love the fact that because I remember seeing that episode and then when they brought it back, I was like, oh, my God, the stories continue like they keep they, they keep mm-hmm. bringing stuff back. And then there's arcs on this show. And this was before you could like stream a show and watch it and get the whole arc. I mean, this was if you really needed to cut up, you had to wait for them to put rebrands on. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. You couldn't just, you know, binge watch shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my first experience. So 
so I was 10 years old when I first saw a commercial for X-Files. Like, X-Files is premiering. And I waited for, like, a month for this fucking show to come out because it looked so creepy and so cool. And I am all about the macabre and the fucked up stuff. So, and I always have been. Like, I was that kid, like, when I was, like five and six years old my mom let me watch like Elvira and old monster movies and stuff like that so I've always loved the darker side of things and um I I remember seeing the commercial for it because you know our younger listeners probably don't know uh before the internet truly took off uh you only knew about things as they came out on advertisements (laughs) and then you had to wait for a specific date and time to watch it yeah, Mikey, that's how it worked by then. Are you surprised? Fuck yeah. you, I was part of that too. <laughs> Not, Not that for as long as Brian. Hang on, go- hang on, guys. I gotta go do my algebra homework. Mikey, how <laughs> old were you when the X Files came out? Uh, what year did it? What was the year? Was the premiere? Ninety-three. I was five. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, so straight up five. The story about how I watched it for the first time is actually pretty cool. I was in. You interrupted. Yes, I did. God damn it, Brian. I was in eighth grade and a friend of mine was like, oh, my God, you got to see this new show. Oh, my God. They had taped the the squeeze episode on VHS and invited me over to watch it. Holy shit. Yeah, that is great. Yeah, we um, me and my circle of friends back then did a lot of like taping things and showing them to each other so we could keep up on stuff. Yeah, that's how you had to do it. I had a friend who recorded every single episode of The Simpsons on VHS. Wow. And they still have them. Yeah, they do, actually. (laughs) Okay, so back to my story. Okay, your story's important. Go ahead, Erica. Thanks. So I've been waiting for for at least a month, if not two months, for the show to come out. I remember it was like Friday nights at like 9 o'clock because I had to ask my mom permission to stay up to watch it. And then because I got to stay up, my brother Dustin was like, well, I get to stay up because he's only like a year younger than me. So my mom was like, fine, whatever. So at nine o'clock, he's watching something else. And it may even have been The Simpsons. I can't remember. But um, I was like, move, move, move. And he's like, what? And I'm like, it's my turn. It's my turn. He's like, no, no, I I was going to watch this thing. I was like, fuck, no. I was like super pissed off about it i was like no i was like it is my tv it's friday at nine and i'm watching this show and uh like i was super angry about it and i remember sitting on the floor i wasn't even on the couch like i was on the floor in front of the television like just mesmerized (laughs) by this show (laughs) and i was so excited And then I found out, because I lived in San Diego at the time, then I found out that, um, like, after the first season, it was just before the second season, that David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson were going to be at Comic-Con. And this is before Comic-Con was really fucking huge. You know, it was a nerd thing, but it wasn't like it is now. And, like, it was easy to get tickets. I mean, this is in, like, 1994. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I have to meet them. I was like super excited. And my mom was like, I'm not taking you to a nerdy thing. Your dad can take you. And my dad was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take you. That's fine. And then the fucking Navy sent him out for like four weeks on a ship. And I didn't get to go. And I was very sad about it. Oh, no. Yep. Yep. So that's my, that is my first introduction with the X-Files. What was the first episode you saw? The pilot. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. No, I I watched every episode from the pilot all the way up until David Duchovny left. Yeah, I didn't see the pilot until like last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. I was all about it. Like from from day one. (laughs) You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think I ever saw that. I don't think I've seen the pilot. Really? Yeah, I think I'm missing the pilot. You have Hulu, don't you? Uh, no, but I know somebody who owns it all on V, on uh, not VHS, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> DVD? on who on DVD. 
Oh, I, I, think, I, I mean, somebody, I mean, somebody closer. <laughs> my friend Elijah actually bought them for me on DVD. Oh, so, that's a good friend. Shout out to oh. Elijah. Like this was years ago, like years and years ago. That's a good friend. Yep. Yep. So, nope. I've watched it since the pilot and I have, as Brian can attest to, a huge, huge crush on David Duchovny. He's so sexy. Even who, I was going to say, who wouldn't? Uh, he's a crush has nothing to do with the Red Shoe Diaries. Uh, I tried to block those out. What? I'm kidding. Well, have you seen I the Red Shoe Diaries, Eric? I've never even asked you that. No. Oh, it's porn. Oh, wow. It's porn? Yeah. It's, it's straight up porn. He's in it. David Duchovny's naked in the show and nobody no, told me? He, he's just the narrator. Oh. But he's in it? But it was like late night Skinamax porn and David Duchovny's in it. Oh, he was in Californication for the whole thing. I loved Californication. My favorite picture of him ever is there's this picture of him when he's really young, like laying naked on a table with a teacup covering his genitals. That's my favorite. Only a teacup, honey. Only, well, it's a pretty big teacup, but yes, a teacup. <laughs> I'll be like, well, it's a pretty big teacup. That's my favorite picture. So, not surprised. Oh. So I guess we should move on from our first experiences and talk about X-Files. How has it influenced media? What what did you put in the chat, Brian? I found the picture. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. No, I just I clicked it. Ah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Brian, I love you. Thank oh, you. Oh, Brian. Okay, I am muting while we close the blinds, so keep talking. Oh, Brian. <laughs> Oh, it's really? fabulous. We need to put. Can we post this on Facebook? Like our I, Facebook thing? Is that a thing we can post with the episode? I think, but I also, but at the same time, there's also, um, yeah, the Nanky picture. I'm, I'm sure Facebook won't block us or flag us or anything. He's, he has a teacup on. He does. He's, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, a teacup. He's fine. It doesn't show that much. Jesus. No, it's just Nanky with a teacup. Being a, it, it, and you can tell he he's having a lot of fun doing it. There's, and if you go on Google, there are tons of like behind the t- scenes pictures where they're like pouring him a cup of tea. <laughs> oh God! So they were having a blast doing that shoot. Oh, I guess they were. Oh, the only reason I watched Twin Peaks because Chris loves Twin Peaks, and I tried to watch it with him. And, like, it's so fucking weird. Like, I couldn't get into into it because it was so weird. Um, but he promised me David Kevney showed up in drag later. So I watched <laughs> all of it just so I could see David Kevney in drag and know what was going on. And it was fabulous. I'm just saying. So. That's so cool. But, Michael, what do you think the, um, the influence X-Files has had on, like, media today? What do you what do you, what do you think? What kind of influence do you think it's had? Well, I think it, it it pushed a lot of the science fiction genre forward, especially in the with for me to me that was my first Monster of the Week show. Okay. Right. And I think that's what really pushed the whole Monster of the Week thing, like it because like like Brian said, Buffy the Vampire Slayer started doing it too. After them, like and they came after, but also you know shows that, that come up like Supernatural, they started out very much Monster of the Week, with some reprisals later on of of their of their arcs, and mm-hmm. so I think the genre of Monster of the Week would have been not as far along as it is now when others and others like science fiction shows as it is now. If I think if honestly if X Files hadn't have come first or if they hadn't have followed that format, yeah, well. Well, I, it's not just that format. That is a good format. And I have to say, I am very a monster of the week person. Same like here. My, I love Supernatural. I love that it's built on, you know, every season's built on each other. And it's just so crazy convoluted at this point that it's just, it, but it's still so enjoyable because they're very tongue in cheek about it. Right. Yes. But my absolute favorite Supernatural is the first three seasons. Same here. Like, the first, first three seasons. First three? Because they're just going out and hunting stuff. And then, like, the arcing plot was very backseat, was very B-plot. And I really liked that because that, that was yeah. something I loved because it was these two guys driving around the country fighting these monsters mm-hmm. and trying to f- solve, like, an overarching thing. And I loved yeah. that. 
in their first episode was about the woman in white, which everybody knows the woman in white episode. Like that was yeah. the pilot. You can't get and past that. It's great. It was it was it was super good. It was super well done. Um and I don't think it would have existed if it wasn't for the X Files, that monster of the week, you know, template. It's not well, only that, I mean, their whole appearance as FBI agents is almost oh, yeah. like how it's almost Mulder and Scully. Well, yeah, it, well, it's almost like Sam and Dean grew up watching the X-Files, so they base what they think ex- FBI agents are supposed to look like on how FBI agents mm-hmm. were in the X-Files. Exactly, exactly. I love like, that. There's, there's a lot going on there. And, I mean, X-Files itself, I feel like it took sci-fi. It took this thing that people, you know... If you enjoyed sci-fi, you were just a nerd, right? And that was it. But X-Files brought this mainstream, and it brought it mainstream for, for several reasons. One was this was a show about the FBI. It wasn't a show about crazy people, you know, saying they got abducted by flying saucers. It was, but that wasn't the, <laughs> the main premise of it. <laughs> I, you know. I, love it. I mean, it was. But that wasn't the main premise. So a lot of people could get into it. And it was, and they went everywhere with it. It wasn't just like the monsters of the week, you know, it was like, like the technology episode where like the building murdered somebody, right? Like, I mean, Um, the the virtual reality episode was a very good one. Yeah, I mean. They went to all these different places with it, and it made it more mainstream because of two things. One, it was about the FBI, which is, you know, legitimate thing that people are like, oh, I wonder what they investigate. And then it's like, I wonder if they investigate the weird, creepy stuff. And then they created this relationship between the two main characters that was deeper than... Being, you know, just in love and, you know, like, it was deeper than a romantic thing. You know, they are best friends. They are in it together. That's it. And to watch their relationship develop into that. Because, I mean, neither of you have seen the pilot episode, I guess. But the very no, Brian first... has. No, I have. I have. I, oh, okay. I, I said I saw it years later. Yeah. So the very first episode, they are very much like there is no buddy-buddy. There... <laughs> There's nothing like that that connects them, really. There's just not. They're very on the opposite ends. But these these weird experiences start, I mean, it's something that they share together, start pulling them together and they develop. So the character arcs for both, not just the relationship that they create, but the character arcs for both characters is amazing. Like, they did it so, so well. And then they threw in, you're talking about, you know, overarching things becoming B-plot. They threw in the smoking man. And they threw in, you know, all the all the stuff that, yeah, these are the field agents, but there's something have a neat, so much bigger behind them. I have a neat fact about the smoking man to throw in. Sure. What is it? He was originally just supposed to be an extra. Really? Yep. He's and they, oh, wow. they thought he was so compelling. It it kind of reminds me of what happened with Twin Peaks. Because with Twin Peaks... Twin Peaks was supposed to be a X-Files episode, and then they just, you know, turned it over into... The, no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 what I was going to say was <laughs> the murderer guy, the spirit, the mm-hmm. evil spirit murderer Bob. guy, he was mm-hmm. an accident. Bob was a crew member who was accidentally shown in a mirror in a shot, and Lynch wrote it into the plot that there was this spirit because wow. people when they were watching the show saw the reflection in the mirror and thought it was so creepy and started throwing theories around that it was that it had something to do with what was going on and he thought the guy had such cool look that he actually gave him an acting role on the show that is fantastic i didn't yeah. amazing killer bob was a crew member <laughs> i love it and love x-files it. did a similar thing by taking an extra and writing him into the plot yeah nice. i mean and the, the best thing about the smoking man is that you're like, who is he? Where is he from? He's obviously important. How does he know stuff? Why does he know stuff? What the fuck is going on? Like, it was the biggest hook into that overarching, you know, story in the background. 
And I love how X-Files fucks with us. They're like, oh, he's Mulder's father. And oh, no, he's the father of Scully's baby. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just and then they're like, no, that was a lie the whole time. And it was- mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's fantastic. So, I mean, in, in Mulder having a chip on his shoulder with his sister being just, you know, disappearing. And I mean, there's so much to it. She didn't disappear. She was abducted by aliens. Yes, Michael. I know. She was abducted by the government to do uh, to do experiments on her because she had alien DNA, right? Yes, I think that was one of the plots. That there was so yeah. many, and then they changed it, and then they changed mm-hmm. it, and they changed, and it was okay. It was okay that they kept twisting us around. Well, because I me, think they could. Ahead, I was going to say I think they could twist us around because they had that overarching thing in the background that we didn't really know what the government was doing and why they were doing it. Like they were just pawns. And so they could always twist it around and it was totally fine to do that. And there was something else the X-Files did first too. Well, hold on. You got to let Michael go. Okay, Michael, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. They were, they were, first of all, shut the fuck up, Brian. God, man, that feels good. (laughs) Oh man, dude, that feels good. Oh, anyway, uh, it it always uh, going back and rewatching a lot of the episodes. It did feel like, oh, especially now, Michael. What was that? Is that again? You have to change your pants now. It felt that good. <laughs> and just give me a second. It's a little sticky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, especially with like Mulder's sister, I think they. It seems like to me as I rewatched a lot of the episodes, they were playing up government conspiracy really well by. They had a theory, and then it turned into this, and then it turned into that, and it turned into this, and then it turned back into that. And I, I know the government conspiracies have been around for such a long time, but they just played it up and made it seem like very plurific. Plurific. That's not even a word, Michael. Plurific. <laughs> um, Shut up, Brian. I already, I, I've already whipped myself about this. Plurific. I don't even know what that word was supposed so to be. So, what were you trying to say? Yeah, there was a plurality. Yes, thank you. There you go. You're welcome. To what they were doing and and making it just uh, like it was great because it it always made me feel like man, we really don't know what the government. There we go. Okay, sorry. Uh, we had some technical difficulties there, so there. Yeah, go ahead and continue, Michael. Sorry about that. Please tell me it cut out plurific. No, it didn't. It happened like right when I said it did. Oh. A dude ate a mermaid. There. <laughs> yeah, Skype was telling Michael something very important. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should take the hint when technology's fucking doing it. Oh, uh, I am sorry about that. I don't know how that happened. Okay, <laughs> Brian, go ahead. Yeah, um, I was, go ahead, Brian, sorry. I was going to say that X-Files did something first, I believe. I'm sure other shows did a little bit too, but X-Files like made it a thing. What's what? that? Going meta. Oh. Oh yes. That you mean the last two seasons? Um, no. Um, well, like they did it. When when was the Jose episode? The um, X Files Alex Trebek episode. Um, Jose Chung's from Outer Space was the twentieth episode of the third season. Okay. That was a super meta episode. I don't remember that one. Or like when they did the X Files and Cops. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite episodes. Oh yeah. That is so good. Yeah, X-Files went meta first, like yeah, before any other show, and I think it's the reason why shows like Supernatural did it. I think oh. so. Uh, X-Files also shared a a director with Supernatural. Um did? Kim Manners. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. Kim Manners, the the one who passed away. Oh. When oh. X-Files did the Lycanthrope episode, the episode with the Lizard Man in mm-hmm. the new season, season 10. Um, when Mulder gets blackout drunk and wakes up in the graveyard, he wakes up at a grave that says, Kim Manners, we kicked it in the ass. Let's go kick it in the ass. And that was Kim Manners catchphrase. Yeah. And they they honored him on the 10th 10th season of the X-Files because he died after the X-Files ended. Oh, that's great. Now that he died, that they did that. (laughs) nicely said mikey (laughs) oh man so 
I have Wait. another fun fact about the X-Files. Okay. Do this. My fun fact is, I don't know if everybody remembers this. Well, Michael doesn't remember because he was a baby. Son but of a... Okay. Brian probably remembers this. So when the, the X-Files, X-Files film released in 1998, there was a strike at movie theaters across the nation. Um, they would not release the film um, in like the big theaters like Cinemark and stuff like that because of like contract negotiation issues. Like they didn't want to pay what Fox said it was worth. And so all the big movie theaters did not release X-Files the movie. But small mom and pop theaters did. So I got to see it. I waited in line, um, gosh, probably for about two hours to see it at this small mom and pop theater called the Neon in Dayton. Yeah, I don't remember that. Being an yeah. issue, but I do remember that I saw it at the Hemet Theater. I saw it at the at the the local mom and pop theater. I didn't because it wasn't airing at the Cinemark, but I never knew why. Yeah, it was it was like a big thing because I was really like when I heard it on the news, I was like really really fucking upset because I thought I wasn't gonna get to see it. And then the only theater in like the only theater to play it was the Neon Movie Theater. Um, in like the Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton area, like it was the only one that got a copy of it to to play it. So I mean, it was and it did very well for them. Another fun fact: while I was waiting up, because I was waiting up, it was like midnight, um, because I was going to go wait in line at like seven o'clock in the morning with my friend Emily to watch it. It was like midnight, and I was awake, and I was listening to the local radio station. And they were like, oh, the 10th caller gets a free, you know, X-File soundtrack. And I was like, oh, right. And I won. It was, it's the only thing I've ever won. That is great. Oh, that's so cool. That's such a cool story. Yeah. I, I do have a question for you, Erica. Yes. Have you ever gotten a chance to meet David Duchovny? No. Oh, that's sad. Aww. I know. We should look for, look for appearances of David Duchovny at things. I'm sure I would you can love find up fun. to meet David Duchovny. My sister got to meet Jillian Anderson, and she got a signed picture, and she sent it to me. Oh, so that's so great. And I love Jillian Anderson. I don't want anybody to think that I don't love her just as much as I love David Duchovny because I love them both. I just would not have sex with Jillian Anderson because I'm not gay, but I would definitely have sex with David Duchovny if my husband let me. Oh, he's on your list. He's the only one on my list that's still alive. <laughs> so you know. Without, without Bowie, the list got shorter. Without Bowie and without Tom Petty, the list got really short. Oh, Tom Petty. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Robert Downey Jr. isn't on your list. Why? I, I always like thought he was one all. of your people. No, I always thought he was hilarious, but no. Mm-mm. Oh. Not attracted to him at all. Jeff Goldblum is very close to being on my list. And and Sex, I do uh, have a new I do have a, a new nerd crush. Uh-oh. My new nerd crush is John Oliver. So. Really? Oh yeah. Oh my god. I love him. The old saying goes, you make him laugh, you make him breakfast. <laughs> uh he's just he's just so fucking witty. Like and not just his show, but like if you've seen the interviews with him, like the off the cuff shit. Him and Stephen Colbert, oh my god, they are so fucking witty. Although I really love Stephen Colbert's love of uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, like I I go to bed listening to Lord of the Rings. Like I just like all three books. Like I listen to them as I go to sleep, and I have for like years. So we're about out of time for comment content. Do you want to jam anything else in? No, I think that's it. X-Files has just been like a huge part of my nerdum, like about, from, from day one. What about real quick, just real quick, uh, off the top of your head, favorite episode, like one you think of first that comes to mind? Oh, my favorite episode that, that yeah. comes to mind? Oh, Jesus, they're so just the, first, so... just the first one you think of when you think favorite episode. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Hold on. I'll have to look it up. All right. It's while a... you're looking it up, I'll go to Brian. Okay. Uh, Oh, it's right. got to be Squeeze. I mean, the whole thing with tombs and when he goes through the freaking vent on that, that scene at the really end where he crazy. like has one arm and one shoulder out. 
Oh, I rem- oh, I'm remembering this episode now. Oh god, I remember that one freaking me out. See, all the episodes oh. freaked me out because I was I was younger, but I always came back from work because I thought it was great. I mean, okay, you find I found it, the name of it. All right, what is it? Eve. Right, Eve? What have, which one is that? So Eve is about like these little girls, like their their parents end up like dying, like weirdly on like different sides of like the U.S. and they die like in the same way. And they end up being twins, but they're not really twins. They're they're um, copies. Doppelgangers. No, they're copies. Oh, they're, they're, they're straight they're up clones. Copies. Oh, clones. did they? Yeah, kill and so this is where they find out. Like, and then there's like a original Eve and stuff like. It's really cool. It's uh, the Eve Six who tell and she like tells them like the clones are creating a project for like extra chromosomes for like superhuman intelligence and stuff. But like when they become like super smart, like they become homicidal. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like these little girls have been genetically engineered. Yeah. It was really cool. Oh, wow. And like I said, it doesn't always have to be like creepy supernatural stuff. No, that was like the band band Eve six name is based on that episode. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I should have put together oh wow. man that's great didn't they bring the eaves back in the new series yeah i think so yeah i love the eaves that was like one of my episodes i mean i love squeeze like there are so many so many okay. good episodes it's hard quick, to pick i'll tell you one of my favorite ones because it was the first episode that didn't make me like freak out because i've always like as a kid in that show made me really freaked out about aliens can just come and take us like mm-hmm. as a little kid as for as a five-year-old kid and on you know freaks out but the first episode that it dealt with aliens but it didn't freak me out just me like man that's pretty cool it was the episode where Mulder talks to um an old uh, an older uh, an old baseball scout from back when the leagues were segregated and mm-hmm. he was like falling up on a cold case and you basically this kid this guy was supposed to be basically like a Jackie Robinson type but it turned out he was an alien and the whole time, like, I just remember loving What's that. What's the episode. name of that? I can't remember the name of the episode. I have to look it up. Um, but like, because the most of the most of the episode takes place in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And like the unnatural. Thank you, the unnatural. Thank you. Yeah, it was such a good. I I remember being such a good episode. Always talking to him about it, and like they all, like everybody's like doing chewing tobacco, and they hand him the leather pouch that it's in, and then when it makes it to the next guy, there's a bite out of the leather pouch because he thinks they're eating the leather. <laughs> oh, uh, like cause, and because he looks like a guy, but during a, a thunderstorm, uh, the scout wakes up in the middle of the night and looks over at him as he's like on the bus looking out the window, okay. and then when the lightning flashes, you see his alien form in the window, and it freaks him out, and he has to pretend to be asleep again. Mm. Yeah, I just remember loving that episode because, well, well, I will admit part of it is because it does have baseball in it. <laughs> okay. I do like, like, they're like, oh man, they're doing something with baseball. And then it turned into that. And I was like, oh, that, that made it even cooler. Oh man, there are so many, so many good ones. But yeah. Oh, were you really diehard when they, when Mulder left? Oh, I left. I stopped watching when Mulder left. Yeah. You straight you went cold turkey, just dropped yep. it. I was done. I tried a few episodes after he left. the The one with the with the oil rig. I I don't even remember what it was about. I just remember a guy coming out with black eyes, and and it was like yeah. they drilled into something while they were drilling for oil. I can't remember what it was, but I remember watching like half that episode, and I was like, I'm done. Yeah, the oil eyes thing was from the movies. The whole black oil plot was a big thing on the X Files. Yeah. Yeah, that one I was just like. Oh, speaking of the 1998 movie, a friend of mine, his uncle, uh, Dwayne, uh, my friend Dwayne, his, one of his uncles worked as a crew member on the movie. And after the scene um, and after they were bees? wrapping up everything, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me something about the bees. Go ahead. No, no. He's his uncle was a crew member on the movie. And when they were wrapping up, they were going to throw out all the shell pieces to the domes in the Arctic scene. Mm hmm. You know, the, the big plate domes yes, they had? Yes. Well, my friend's uncle sat there and said, are you going to throw those out? And they're like, yeah, we're going to scrap them. We can't really use them for much, for anything else. There's uh, they Because a lot of the parts were broken. I'm like, okay, so what do you want to do? And he goes, oh, um, do you have a truck? He goes, yeah, you can have them. Awesome. So my friend Dwayne at his family's house has two of the domes set up as storage pods at their house. 
Oh, so Michael, that's so cool. Yeah. Michael, you have a new mission. Do I need you to have get to get Dwayne's uncle to be on an episode. I don't remember yes. which uncle. It, I don't remember which uncle it was, but I'll talk oh, to you him. You have to talk to Dwayne. Yeah. Oh, oh be I have awesome. to talk to my best friend. Horrors. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> oh no! I have to talk to my friend. Oh. <laughs> well, now we have to move on because Brian says we are out of time to movies described badly. Who wants to start? Hmm. Well, I'm going to do what Brian did, has been doing. What? He's been going, he's been looking through Netflix and just looking at, at things and be like, oh, that one works. Oh, that's funny. Well, I have one then. Go ahead. My Netflix won't work. Okay. So, um, a family. How did I start this? Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> A family creates problems for themselves when the patriarch of the family decides that he doesn't want to deal drugs. And in the end, almost everyone dies. Say it again. I said a family is almost destroyed when the patriarch of the family decides he doesn't want to deal drugs. And almost everyone in the family dies. Oh, I don't know. What do you know, think, Michael? Oh, I got nothing. What is it, Erica? The Godfather. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I was thinking maybe. I've never oh, no, seen it. Know. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. This has come what? up on the podcast before. I still have not seen it. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, I got one. All right. Okay. A very old-looking teenage girl wears hot pants and learns to smoke to win her boyfriend back. Then they sing. Grease. Ah. <laughs> you gave it away with hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, I got one. I got one. All right. So there's the Great Depression's happening, and a man must work at a dock with a hurt hand, but also at the same time take up his former career of punching people in a giant square. Uh, Cinderella Man? Damn it! Oh, that was good. Damn You want to hear something Jessica. even better? Go ahead. Never seen that movie. You never wow. saw it? <laughs> You gave it away when you said the Great Depression and has to hit people in a square. I was like, oh, Cinderella, man. Well, I, th- I think I was worried that if I was worried if I didn't say Great Depression, I'd just get a shit ton of Rocky. And then maybe you guys would be like, no, it's Rocky. You said Bach. You know, he hits people in a square. Yeah. Great Depression hitting people in a square. By the way, you should watch that. It's actually a really good movie. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's good. I, I'm not. I'm not a sports movie person. Like, I like a League of Their Own because it's love that funny in Field of Dreams oh, because it's baseball. cool. Kevin, I, I, but, as much as I like baseball, I actually watch that movie because of Kevin Costner. Oh, really? Yeah. I like Kevin Costner. I hate that everybody gives him shit for Waterworld. I know I was just a kid, but I really enjoyed Waterworld. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Okay, but what about The Postman? Because that's one I really liked. I don't think I've seen The Postman. I really like it. It's like uh, someone described it as Waterworld, but in Oregon. Hmm. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Tom Petty's in it. I will watch it. He's. It's a bit part, but it's a good bit part. What okay. movie? The Postman. The Postman. Oh, I've seen that. I don't I remember like- Tom Petty being in it. He is. Hmm. And like I said, it's a bit part. I have a secret. What? I found a list of movies described badly online, and I'm not going to tell you where I found it. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) I would Uh like to say that I guessed both of your guys's, and neither one of you guessed mine. So somehow I think I won that. Yours was good. You won. Extra widgets. Get on the table. Yeah. What's next, Erica Host? Oh, next, next we talk. Next we talk about what we're doing this week. Brian, what are you doing this week? I start my new job on Monday. Yay! Yay! Employment. So, so that means that everybody, you're listening to this late. <laughs> and um, next weekend, we are not recording an episode God because damn Labor it, Day Brian, weekend. I was going to do that. She was going to make it big. Yes, I was going to have like a big outro talking about how we weren't going to be here next week. Yeah, so on um so no you're not. <laughs> on August 29th there is not uh, August 29th there is going to be a new episode to this one. You're listening to it right now. And then and September 5th there is no new episode. Yes. We're going dark for a week. You know, it's funny. We go dark for a week after we after we did an X-Files oh, right. episode. 
Yeah, that's funny. The FBI shut us down. This is just our. This is a. Uh, this is the part of the episode where we're from the from from the future. We're in some building in Langley. We think in Langley, and there's a lot of box rooms. We we spliced into the old episode. They they got us. You you guys got to find us, Anthony. If you can hear this, you got to fire up the portal. You got to get us out of here. There, there's a guy, blue hair. He travels with his grandkid. He might be able to help you. Brian, are they coming? I Brian? I'm I've lost track of what's going on. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> no, the FBI got us, dude. Oh, oh, okay. he's still wake. He's still waking up. They, they, they put a lot of sedatives in him, Erica. Oh, I'm good. I get to, I get to meet David Duchovny later. They said so. I'm good. I'll just stay here. No, I, did they also I, tell you that the jacket you found was David Duchovny's? Anthony, You're we gonna believe everything. Michael, we can trust the men in the black suits. Yeah, we can trust them. Don't. You, no, that, that's what guys, they told us. We can trust them. Right. Where did have you? To, where did you find a syringe? <laughs> Brian? That, Brian? Michael. Brian. Michael, no. it's okay. No. Shut the fuck up. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Michael's Michael's um in some kind of suspended coma right now. So Erica, go ahead and close us out. So that was our episode this week, guys, and we hope you enjoyed it. Uh it, it's kind of fucked up, probably because I said Macbeth several times. But uh we love X Files. It's uh it's a game changer for pop culture it's a game changer for media uh as it is i I certainly don't think there would be a stranger things without it so um you know moving forward i'm sure we'll have another x-files episode and as brian said before uh we are actually gonna skip a week we've never done it before but we are gonna have to because there's just no way that we can uh, all get together uh, for Labor Day weekend. So we're taking a holiday. So uh, if you miss us a lot, you can tweet us. We all have our phones. Uh, or if you just want to hang around for the week after, we will be back. That is a promise. So uh, thank you. Stay nerdy. Stay informed. And stay awesome. Stay awesome. Say goodbye, Erica. Michael, continue to be passed out. Goodbye, Erica. Thanks for listening to our new show, Podcast Radio.